0: You are listening to the Healing Pact Podcast, a place where women of color come to share their stories and their revelations. I'm talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here, we highlight resilience, as well as validate and normalize real emotions and experiences. We push each other to be our best selves, a beacon of hope and an advocate for change. I am your host, Melina Sadler, licensed clinician, mom of one, and a survivor of childhood sexual assault. It is my mission to get women comfortable talking about their trauma, as I believe sharing our stories can encourage others to speak up and be real about our mental health. As women of color, We need to recognize how our identity plays a role in our past suffering. However, it also equips us with everything that we need to push through the hard stuff. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to keep up with all the new releases of new episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Be well and be encouraged.
1: Hey, 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 everyone. I am back with another episode of the Healing Pack podcast. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for being loyal listeners. I hope you are definitely sharing this with your friends and your loved ones. I would love for them to hear what I have. So it's a new year, right? We are officially in 2022. And I know a lot of people fall into this new year, new me thing. Um, You know, and usually at this point in the month of January, people tend to get very discouraged. You know, sometimes you set your resolutions, you set all these goals, and then you realize two, three weeks in, you're not really being successful at the things that you wanted, and you're kind of wondering why. And a big part of that is... You didn't prepare. You didn't set yourself up for success. And I feel like that's where a lot of people fall short. Um, You know, the the preparation period for, for any change in life really needs to start before you actually are putting yourself kind of on that time constraint of getting it done. You know, so the last couple of weeks of December, the last couple of months of the year before, if you are trying to make a change. But I definitely always encourage people to make changes in their life as they realize the change Needs to be made. It does not need to start with a new year. Granted, I know there's this surge of energy to want to do better because it's a new year, to start the new year off right so that hopefully it can end with all the things that you desire. But the minute you realize that there's something in your life that's not serving you, that's not working for you, that's really when you should start trying to. Plan out how you're going to make these changes. And like I said, change does not happen overnight. It takes really, really diligent preparation. It takes intention. It takes just real thought into what it is you want to do. You have to think about the possible obstacles that are going to come up. You have to think about the tools that you're going to need to be successful. You need to think about your support system. I know a lot of times we try to do things by ourselves, you know, we set these goals and we think that we're just going to be able to knock them out of the park, and nine times out of ten, you need somebody in your corner, even if it's just one person. So, for those of you that are struggling, get right back up and do what you need to do. You don't have to push it off to next month. I know that there's always this joke, you know, my new year is going to start February 1st because I messed up in January. Um, It doesn't have to be like that. You make one mistake in a day, you can change in the next few minutes, you can change the next hour, you can start back fresh the next day, you don't have to push it off so far, you don't have to keep waiting for Monday or Sunday or next month, you can just start now. So... I just wanted to bring that up because this really goes back to mindset. Again, the ability to believe that you, one, are worthy of the change that you want to make. I find that a lot of changes um, people recognize when they realize that there might be a certain pattern in their life. Um, Things are not going the way that they want them to. And they're trying to figure out how to combat that, right? Right. Mindset is everything. You know, you can get up every morning, you can try to work out, you can try to eat healthy, you can try to get the skills for that new job. But if you don't first believe that you are worthy of receiving what you say you want nothing will ever work. And this is why change is so hard. You know, there's certain stages of change, there's certain stages of readiness that you have to go through in order to be successful. You know, they talk a lot about this with things like substance use. You know, like we have like the pre contemplation stage, you know, where you're recognizing that there is a concern in your life that you want to address. um, And sometimes you're not actively ready to make that change. You know, sometimes you recognize that there's something you want to change, you want to address, and then you get to a point where you're like, okay, I think I can do this. But that still not may be where you are as far as taking that actual action. It takes time to get to that place. And there are going to be times where you essentially backslide or go backwards and take a couple steps back. Because like I said, my previous episode some days are going to be easier and some days are going to be harder but as long as you have the willpower and the diligence to get back up and do what you need to do that's all that matters you are most likely your own worst critic you know we spend a lot of time sometimes thinking about what other people are going to think when we set these goals and we fall short who cares This is really one of the biggest mindset shifts I've had over the last couple months is who cares? Like, people are going to talk about you, whether you do good, whether you do bad. People are going to see the fruits of your labor. They're going to have questions about it. They're going to want to know how you got there. They're going to screenshot it. They're going to screen record it. They're going to send it to people. You're going to notice that when you're doing certain things in your life, you're going to have more eyes on you. And yes, there are going to be people that are possibly waiting for you to fail. But again, going back to mindset, what are they adding to your life that that should matter? Nine times out of 10, it's nothing. And another thing that I adapted, adopted, I should say, you know, as far as mindset shifts is really controlling where I put my energy and who has access to me. And one thing I did over the last couple of months was I deleted so many people off of social media. I deleted so many phone numbers. And I've always pretty much had this rule that if I don't talk to you or communicate with you on some level over the last three months, then you don't deserve a spot in my life or in the phone. You know, I can talk to you from a distance. If you reach out, great. If you don't, you don't. And I noticed um, in past years that I would have people reach out to me for the holidays, for my birthday. And um, I would always have to say, like, who is this? You know, Um, who is this? (laughs) You know, because I feel like people only pop up for things like that, surface level things, uh, generic things. It's never genuine. You know, there might be people in your life that They hit you up just so they could talk about themselves, you know, things like that. And I noticed over the years how draining it is to give these people consistent access to me. Now, mind you, I did not block any of these numbers. I just simply deleted them out of my phone. So they definitely still have free will to reach out to me. But thankfully, surprisingly, these last couple of months with these last couple of holidays, not one unsaved number reached out to me. And that was confirmation for me that I made the right choice, one. And two, that my decisions were aligned with what I need for my life. And I can honestly tell you that by deleting these people and not being worried about people who may not have my best interests at heart has definitely done a lot for my mental health. Definitely done a lot for my mental health because I feel like a good portion of my life was focused on Just the expectations that are placed on me, Um, this level of perfectionism that I kind of threw myself into from childhood um, that I still definitely grapple with forced me to care a lot about other people and their opinions, forced me to go through this period of comparison of, well, if she can do it, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. And, you know, I even had some selfish moments where I was like, well, I'm educated. You know, I have access to things. I have resources. I should be able to do the same thing. So why not? And I think part of that is really focusing on what is really your path, what is really your purpose? You know, are the things that you say you want to do in life, are those things coming from other people? Um, are you doing those things because you feel like that's the thing you should be doing based on what everybody else is doing? Or do you genuinely want this? Are you doing it for a reason such as money? Money money doesn't last. You know, you have to truly be happy with these things. And unfortunately, we come from a society where money is essentially everything. Um, Everything costs money. And um, there's not much that can be done without money. So I can understand its importance and its value in our society. But money has also led people to do things that they don't want to do. Money has also led people to stay in spaces that are not serving them. And the reason I bring this up is because, you know, we had all this news craze about the great resignation and how many resignations went out last year, and I was one of them. So, you know, it, it, it definitely is scary to take a leap of faith, but getting to a place in your life when you recognize what's good for you and what's not is a really transformative, freeing space to be in. And I challenge everyone to try to get there. I know that life circumstances do not allow everyone the opportunity to be able to pull away from things the way that they want to all the time. I know that We have families that we need to take care of. There are people that depend on us on a regular basis. I understand that. And I'm not telling anybody to go out there and resign and quit their jobs and, you know, give up the last 20 years of their work. But I am really enjoying seeing this surge of people come to a place where they realize this is simply not worth it and I don't want to do it anymore. There are a lot of people that are taking that leap without having a plan. I definitely do not advise that, but I definitely do advise people to really tap into their faith. And I'm not saying that as far as, you know, just religion, just faith in general, just faith in yourself and your abilities and your capabilities and your skills, Have faith in those things, that those things will carry you through. The more that you become in tune with yourself, the better your life will be. The more you will control your energy, the more you will control who has access to you, what's surrounding you. And one thing I learned about myself specifically is I'm such a goal-driven person. I'm such a persistent, hardworking, diligent person that those in my life are not able to be slackers. We all have different journeys. We all have different paths. We all have different things that happen on different times. But the people in my life that I've had throughout my life that were not willing to level up, to work on themselves, to invest in personal development, did not sustain in my life. And I don't make it easy (laughs) for you to do that because I control who has access to me. I want to make sure that the people in my corner I can benefit from and they can benefit from me. I want to make sure that you have a purpose in my life and you're not just here simply because I met you in kindergarten and we are besties for life. It doesn't work like that. And this is why as seasons come, people naturally fall off because elevation. Requires separation. And if people want to move with you through your lifespan, they're going to have to come with some things, okay? My word for this year is reciprocity. I am not going to be the one giving, 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 giving all the time and not getting anything in return. And I'm not saying that to be like a tit for tat kind of person. I am just a firm believer that in any relationship, and I'm not talking about romantic, I'm even including platonic, familial, there has to be a give and take. There has to be a benefit on both ends in order for it to sustain. A motto that I came up with earlier in my life was CSR, which stands for Consistently Sustaining Reciprocity. And this year, I really wanted to go back to that motto because it was such a driving force in my life in my early 20s. And now I'm in my early 30s. I'm still seeing how important it is to have reciprocity in your life. I'm still seeing how important it is to be able to plant a seed into something, to give a piece of yourself to something and have that person just flourish from that, have that person also invest and also put into that and see the relationship go to new heights, to see the relationship get through trials and tribulations because you guys have built a solid relationship. Those things are very important to me at this age in my life. And I know when we were in our 20s, maybe things were a little bit more on the flighty end. You know, you you were friends with somebody one year, you weren't friends with them this year. High school was the same thing. You might have been friends with somebody freshman year, but you didn't graduate with friends with them. And I can honestly say for me, most of my friendships are well over that 15, 20 year mark, because I remained a solid person, I remained a person who you know I just I was just always who I am. I've always been a transparent person, I've always been an open book, and granted, everybody in my life may not operate that way. They know that they can count on me, and I try to keep people around that I know I can count on, people that can share important and happy moments with me. And I want to be able to share those happy and important moments with them. You know, a lot of us are parents now, and it's important for us to model these behaviors for our children as well, because they have to learn what's important for relationships. They have to learn the same things. They're going to go through it. They're going to make their mistakes, but their first teacher is us. So we have to make sure that we have the areas in our life in check so that we can model what we need to model for them. So please, if you have any changes in your life that you need to make, figure out how to make them, be intentional about them, write them down, create a vision board. Vision boarding tends to be a very big thing in the first quarter of the year. People really like to visualize their goals, their dreams, their desires. And one thing that I think has been helpful for a lot of people recently with vision boarding is Really putting yourself in that vision. You know, don't just get a bunch of magazines or Google stock images. Put yourself in those images. Believe that you can have those things that you say you want. Envision yourself having those things. Put yourself in positions to have those things. I don't care if you have to drive by that house that you really like. I don't care if you have to... Call a travel agent to discuss a possible place that you may want to go. Just take the steps. The more you know, the more you do. Plant those seeds. Make those changes. You take a couple steps back. It's okay. Get right back up. A lot of the things that we want is a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. You just have to put in the work things are not just going to be handed to you. And yes, maybe there are people in life who were born into wonderful, rich families um, and maybe things were handed to them, but somebody somewhere had to do the work. Somebody in that bloodline had to do the work in order for those after them to benefit from the fruits of their labor. And one thing that I really want people of color to pay attention to is generational wealth. And that's why I said a lot of what we do now Passes down to the generations that come after us. So we have to make sure that we're putting in the work. We have to make sure that we're being diligent, that we're making these changes, that we're breaking down these generational curses and we're combating these things. And it's going to be hard, especially if you're the person that's trying to break that cycle, (laughs) Things are going to be hard on you, okay? Life is not going to be easy, so you're going to have to put your shield and your armor, and you're going to have to come out swinging and be prepared, okay? Because you are going to get it the hardest, but you have to be able to do these things to shield those that come after you. As a mother, I can tell you for sure, I'm not playing. I'm not playing when it comes to this generational trauma. I'm checking everybody. I'm cutting off who I have to cut off. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a friend. I don't care if I met you in preschool. I don't care if you're my mother. You're not going to talk to me like I'm crazy. You're not going to pass on your negative negativity. You're not going to talk to my child like you're crazy because I'm going to step in. And granted, I don't want to expose my son to that type of back and forth. I do want him to see that boundaries are important. I do want him to understand that regardless of who people are in your life, boundaries are boundaries. And if you are uncomfortable with something, you have the right to vocalize that. You have the right to vocalize that you do not have to fold just because it's your grandmother, just because it's your brother, just because I'm your mother. I expect my son eventually to be able to say, mommy, that did not rub me the right way. You know, I would appreciate if you say it this way, or this is more helpful for me. And maybe as a mental health professional, I understand that a little bit more. And I know there's a lot of talk about gentle parenting. And I know a lot of people laugh when they see things like that, because in communities of color, there's... um, you know, this, this fear instilled in children. There's, oh, my child can't talk to me like that. You know, um, there's this, I'm going to whip their ass when I get home and, you know, I do not fault anybody for having that mentality if that's how they were raised. Um, but I feel like we know a lot better now and we have to try. I'm not saying to be perfect, but we have to try because we are raising soon-to-be adults. You know, they may be babies and young children now, but they will one day be adults that cannot speak up for themselves, that cannot communicate their feelings, that cannot advocate for themselves. And one day we will not be here, and they will be here in this world alone to do what they need to do. And it's really important that we instill the tools in them now so that they can be successful adults. And just good citizens overall that are going to bless other people's lives. Because at the end of the day, like I said, there are all these relationships in this like ecosystem. They're going to come in contact with so many people just like we come into contact with so many people. I personally want my son to be a blessing to everybody who he comes into contact with. The same pe- The same way people gravitate towards me. I want people to gravitate towards him and not in a way that's going to drain his energy, but in a way that they know that they can benefit from having a relationship with him. And I want him to be able to benefit from the relationship he has with people as well. So I understand that I'm going to be facing trials and tribulations from day one to day, God knows, whenever my time comes, but I'm prepared for that fight. So I'm going to be stressed out. I'm going to do the hard work. I'm going to give my blood, sweat, and tears because I know at the end of the day, the life that I'm creating for myself is worth fighting for. I know I deserve it. I know that I am loved. And this is what I want for me. And this is what I want for my son. And whoever may come into my life after that, this is what I want for all of us. I want everybody to win. And this is just where I'm at. So again, make those changes and understand what's at stake if you don't. Please, please, please do not be in the same place you were next year. Do not hit next January and say, damn, I had all of these things that I wanted to do and I did not do them. It's time to pivot. It's time to change gears. It's it's time to change up the system. Shake it up. Try something different. Do what you need to do. Just do what you need to do. It's still early. You can make those changes. I know a lot of y'all have 2021 still lingering in your system. Let's get rid of it. If it's not positive, let's get rid of it. And we're going to talk more about this. So this is the end of this episode. Be well, be encouraged, and I will see you all next Wednesday for a new episode. Have a great week.